As parents of autistic kids, their beautiful brains amaze us every day. But this show is about our mental wellness. Hi, I'm Shanee. And I'm Autumn. Together, we tackle the hard truths about parenting autism and how sometimes it can feel like we're drowning. In a puddle of our own tears. (laughs) (laughs) We are here to let you know we see you. We hear you. And and you you can can thrive underwater. The Thrive Underwater podcast is not a replacement for therapy, diagnosis, or treatment. If you are having a mental health emergency, please contact 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out to a local provider in your area. Hey there, parents. Just wanted to let you know that we do use spicy language, so you might want to prepare ahead. Otherwise, enjoy the show. If you enjoy our podcast and want to support our work, visit our website, thriveunderwater.com, where you will find more information about the show and find the link to our Patreon. Another no-cost way you can support the podcast is by subscribing and reviewing our show on your podcast app and sharing it with your friends. We also have a Facebook group called Thrive Underwater Community. And on Instagram, we are Thrive Underwater or at Thrive Underwater. Thank you and keep on thriving. Hey, everyone. Hi, Autumn. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. Okay, so on this episode, we're going to be discussing something near and dear to my heart. Not really. Uh, Imposter syndrome. (laughs) This is an interesting concept that affects a lot of different people. So it's not a diagnosis. We know that, but Mm -hmm. it is definitely part of life and can be a part of other mental health conditions. And mostly it's talked about in reference to work situations, but what we're talking about today is how it appears in parenting, in our parenting specifically. Yeah. Of our, of our kids with um, special needs, our autistic kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, talking about work as a creative person and working in the creative arts, I see this showing up at my artist friends all the time and it can be debilitating to creation. Like some people just stop completely creating Mm -hmm. because of this. Maya Angelou said, I've written 11 books, but each time I think, "Uh uh-oh, they're going to find me out now. Mm -hmm. If this can happen to Maya Angelou, it can happen to anyone. Right. Right. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, And and like I said, you know, I've dealt with this as a parent. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, And I find myself questioning my ability to be the parent my child needs way, way too often. Now, I will say it's gotten better over Mm -hmm. time. The older Mm -hmm. he gets, the more I do this, it it gets better, but it still sneaks up on me, girl. Still does. mm -hmm. Me too. So what is imposter syndrome? Let's kind of look at the history, right? So the American Psychological Association states this, and I quote, First described by psychologists Susan Imes, Ph.D., and Pauline Rose Clance, Ph.D., in the 1970s, imposter phenomenon occurs among high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept their success. They often attribute their accomplishments to luck rather than to ability and fear that others will eventually unmask them as a fraud. Yeah, and and the Very Well Mind website that we referenced for this show It states, and I quote, imposter syndrome refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. That sounds so familiar. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. So imposter syndrome basically means you feel like a fraud. Yep. And like I said, I've experienced this and, but I really did not expect it to creep up on me as a parent. That was a shock. Yeah. Surprise. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> but we are raising neurodivergent children. So this is a different type of parenting that requires a different set of skills. Mm -hmm. And on the front end, most parents don't know much about parenting a neurodivergent child. Yeah. And as an added bonus, just to make it a little more fun, each autistic child is different and mm -hmm. there's no cookie cutter answers to anything. So for me, answers really lead to more questions and the cycle continues. That's true. It does get mm -hmm. easier with time, though, because we do, you know, we learn about our children, right? Mm -hmm. we, we know more about how their brain works than we did at the beginning, for sure. Yeah. But even still, I find myself feeling inadequate. Mm -mm -mm. And I count my mom fails high on my list and my mom wins very low. And mm. God forbid anybody point out a mistake and I will go into an imposter syndrome spiral. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's definitely, you're describing the negativity bias and we will talk about yep. that later, mm -hmm. but I've been there. I've done that, you know, so let's talk about uh, the question of how to spot the common signs you may be experiencing imposter syndrome. Um, sorry. I had to take a break because uh, I just got a text from the teacher and wanted to make oh. sure that I didn't need to pause and run out oh, the door. Yeah. No, that's like <laughs> number one. Yeah. Priority. So yes. Uh, the signs for the imposter syndrome, but I did want to mention that we use information we collected from the website, very well mind and access to this article, uh, will be in our notes section under resources. Yes. So the same concepts we will talk about uh, from the article apply, really they do, to parents mm -hmm. of autistic children. And we yeah. will walk through how this may present in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeehaw. So <laughs> this is what we cover. And some of this is from the article verbatim, but a lot of it, we adapted it to fit, you know, our, our real life and more accurately. So number one, an inability to realistically assess your skills Number two, taking the credit or blame for your child's behavior. Mm -hmm. Number three, berating your performance, self-doubt. Number four, overachieving. And number five, setting challenging or unreachable goals and feeling disappointed when you fail. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important for us to discuss what triggers this. So from my experience, this does show up when I'm around professionals. Okay. Like, well, I'll say this, it used to be much worse. So now oh, yeah. it doesn't happen as much, but when I, I've been around other professionals, like therapists or doctors or educators, or, you know, when I was around certain family members, right. Mm -hmm. Or after the dust settles from a meltdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that pretty much, that's, that's pretty much all the triggers. Mm -hmm. Um, but it does happen to me when I'm tired or yeah. I'm having I'm having an off yeah. day because mm -hmm. I feel this pressure like I always need to be on top of it and have the right mindset and keep my shit together. Um, yeah. but totally relate. Yeah. yeah, it's all self-imposed, but it's present. And I don't know about your kid, but mine is a feelings absorber. So whatever my temperature is, that's his. <laughs> Absolutely. Tough. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Let's do this thing. 
But first... There is a veil blocking your vision from the truth. Counterfeit lives are forged into our everyday world. From the doctor's office to the grocery store, people feed on pretenses to avoid public shame. Who will be next? Find out on Tales from the Imposter Zone. Today, we will hear from Karen, a PTA president for her children's school and a leader in the Modesty Movement of America organization, the MMM. Karen, please tell us who you are. Hi, I'm a wife and a mother of two children, the PTA president and a leader in the Modesty Movement of America. Yes, yes, we know all that. We want to know who you really are. I'm an online sex performer. It all started at Mardi Gras in New Orleans when this guy came up and asked me to show him my boobs for beads. And I did, I did it. And I liked it so much. And I just showed my boobs to anyone who asked after that. And I just kept looking for ways to show my boobs. And that's when I discovered the internet. Actually, I'm making big bucks doing what I love. Karen, why do you feel you need to cover this up? I don't feel the need to cover it up, and that's kind of the problem. Uh, Let me restate the question. Why do you feel the need to pretend? Sex performance is nothing to be ashamed of. Well, I'm pretty sure my husband would leave me and I'd be kicked out of the MMM and the PTA. But there are days I just want to let loose and be myself. It seems like... You've been practicing the let loose part for quite some time. We believe you should be yourself and let the cards fall where they may. Well, I appreciate that. But for now, I'll stick to covering up my secret instead of covering up my boobs. I got standards, you know. Okay, come on, Karen. Just embrace (laughs) yourself, honey. Right. (laughs) Let those girls go. All right. So (laughs) let them be free all the time. Uh, No, right. (laughs) (laughs) So, our first topic is an inability to realistically assess your skills. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I'm very frank about the fact that I have been in therapy and, um, I had a therapist tell me once when I was bringing up this, it was an imposter syndrome kind of topic. Mm -hmm. Uh, She stopped, she looked at me and she said, but you know this child. It was one of those moments in my life. It was like, it was like the shake awake. And, and, And whenever I hear this imposter syndrome thing going on in my head, I'm like, you know this child. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. And I, and that's awesome. That's, that's what it, you know, all it took. That's great. You know, Um, most of us understand our child when we're calm, you know, (laughs) well, then Um, there's that. (laughs) Right. It's like, we know the pitfalls, we know the triggers, we're kind of on top of all the like rules and routines and things like that. Um, You know, yeah. So until they change the rules. And they change yeah. the rituals and they don't tell us about it. So that happens. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> sure. Right. That's challenging. Uh, but for most of us, we're actually, I don't know. I think we're doing a really good job at parenting our autistic children. At least the, a lot of the parents that I have come in contact with, 
they just seem like they would do anything for their child. You know, they may not do it perfectly. I I don't do it perfectly, but they just seem to, I mean, they're amazing. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely 100% agree. Um, I I do say, I will say that I do get tripped up when I read posts on um, certain groups Mm -hmm. uh, that talk about, parenting autistic kids and yes. how parents are screwing up and how we're not doing it right and that <sighs> right right that's, yeah. that's very triggering for me it, it bothers me a lot I yeah. yeah and I and I know that so that can be hard it's it, it can work both ways right like we can gain insight into our parenting by reading a lot of this information that's out there but it's not always applicable and it's a real small snippet of someone's life. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to keep that in mind. Um, But like we said, every autistic child is different. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And what works for my kid might not work for your kid or somebody else's kid. And it's always good to learn. Right. Don't get me wrong, but it's also important to have the right mindset going in and what I mean by that is that it's, it's sort of like, are you coming at this with acceptance? Hmm. Right. Um, is this, you know, is your parenting, are you being guided by like these outside forces that may, may or may not know your child? Um, you know, can you trust yourself as a parent and still learn new and different ways of doing things that may not work for your child? So it's a whole bunch of stuff, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we live in a whole bunch of stuff. That seems mm-hmm. to be our motto. Maybe we should, that should be our new motto. We live in a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that could work for anything, right? A show about hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's get back on track. I know, I know. Side note. Okay. Um, What I've been working on recently is this idea of failure being more important than success. Because truth is, if we don't fail, we can't grow. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a hard pill to swallow, failure. Um, And when you're failing as a parent and you feel like you're failing as a parent or you have failed as a parent, oh, my God. That's tough. Oh, yeah. Um, We, you know, we love our children so deeply. And when Mm -hmm. we feel like we're failing them, ooh, yeah, it cuts cuts so deep. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the psychology of all of this and and some tools to help us deal with this imposter syndrome. But let's move on to the next sign. And that is taking the credit or blame for your child's behavior. The looks you get (laughs) when your child is having a hard time in a store or in somewhere in public. Mm -hmm. Right. And in contrast, um, the looks of applause or approval Mm -hmm. you receive from your child behaving in public. But um, for sure, it's definitely more noticeable for the unruly behavior. And let me tell you, at this point, I do think I have like, um, you know, those horse blinders where they put like the blinders on the horses, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I have that now at this point. <laughs> I've been able to develop them if my kid is having a hard time. At this point, no, I couldn't always do it, but yeah. I am. Yeah. All I'm doing is focusing on what he needs at the moment if he's yeah. having a hard time. Yeah. And I think, I mean, we do grow as our child grows. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that whole the looks a lot, um, mm. uh, both ways. And, you know, over the last couple of years, my son's really blossomed. And, uh, you know, people want to give me credit for this. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of do <laughs> deserve some of the credit. Come on, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, well, you are uh, his mom. <laughs> right, you know. Uh, but I'm just doing, like, what parents should do. You know, we're, aren't we supposed to love our kids and do what's best for them and accept them and love them? I mean... Yes, accept them for who they actually are and what they might need as opposed to what you've been told or what you think they need. Right. And like what I was saying before, it's sort of like, are you, you know, and 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 by the way, I don't I'm not saying don't read the books or don't go to therapy. No, absolutely do those things. But Mm -hmm. keep in mind, you also have to look at your child also as the guide to how to parent them. Right. Yes. You're not you, you can't can't really use a blueprint of somebody else's way. That's right. Um, but, you know, the, it's a process to get there. Right. Yeah, it is. But still the question, what am I doing wrong? What mm-hmm. am I doing wrong? You know? Right. Yeah. And the truth is, it's it's probably not one thing. Right. You're doing everything wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. No. So, you know, right. No, no. It's it's about how it's like rolling with it. Right. To the best of our ability, like riding that wave sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult for me not to feel like my kid is a reflection of me and my parenting Mm -hmm. skills, whether he's winning or losing. Um, Even when we're at a special needs event and it's story time. (laughs) I have to tell the story. You know this story, but I'm going to tell mm-hmm. it to our audience. So uh, he made up a joke. And uh, the joke required audience participation. And so <laughs> this was the joke. Uh, he, We were at a special needs event and there was a little girl there and he went up to the little girl and he, she was wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. And he said... Do you love Mickey Mouse? And she said, yeah, I love Mickey Mouse. And he says, well, Mickey Mouse is dead. (laughs) This little girl and her parents are looking at me like, what is wrong with you? And uh, he says, I ate him. And man, everybody was like, I I don't know what Mm -hmm. this kid is weird. Mm -hmm. And he said, because I'm a cat. Mm. They didn't get the joke. Of course not. They looked at him like he was weird. And I was like, that's hilarious, baby. (laughs) You know what? I mean, the complexity of that joke, it's like it took so many steps, right? Like he, I mean, it's, I just think it's wonderful because it really shows that his mind is really, it's so intricate about connecting, right? It's like seeing this thing on somebody's shirt and then connecting the dots. Like that's pretty cool. In in such a, in such, (laughs) such a dark way. Right. right. (laughs) Yes, it is a dark joke. So, so that's really, (laughs) that's an example of like, you know, you being proud of your child, even when they're, you know, so, um, but you know, but when like 
people are giving you the looks and, and like the, the not the oh. questioning or like, what is he, you know, what's, what's going on here? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that like for us, don't you feel like, at least for me, I feel like it's leveled up. Like it's not just a passing moment. This is like their mm-hmm. whole life is like this. Right. So yeah. Yeah. It, it really is that sort of odd behavior that gets the attention. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I've sort of learned to sort of to embrace and to live with and to accept. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I, I think I think that his little odd behavior is absolutely yeah. beautiful. Well, and, and let me just say, let me just say odd behavior that like, you know, that cultural or like the, the society at large thinks is odd behavior. Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we need to put that in quotes. Odd. Right. Quotes. right exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, because for me now, it's not odd. It's just no. him. And, that, yeah. and I love it. Okay. All right. Anyway, rabbit holes. Okay. So before our next sign that you may be experiencing imposter syndrome, let's take an entertainment break. Next in today's show, we are talking to Luann. Luann is a famous hard rock guitarist with a dark secret. Luann, tell us more about your life. Well, I'm cool, you know, like Everybody wants to be me or be with me. I'm rich too, but secretly, I listen to polka music. And my favorite, my favorite thing to wear is. It's okay. Luann, tell us. I like to wear magic gowns and sparkly high heels and fake fingernails and dangly earrings. I, actually, that's that's not that bad, Luann. So what? So what? So what? Don't you know what I'm supposed to be? I'm supposed to be hard, like riding motors, eichels, and getting tattoos, and dumb hair pink and stuff, and I can't ride a motorcycle. They scare me, and my tattoos are fake, and I wear wigs on stage. I'm a fake. (laughs) I just like playing the guitar, and I'm good at it. (sighs) And the polka music? I have to hide it on my second phone so my man will find out. It's awful. It seems like you are just an actor on the stage. That doesn't mean you have to be that in real life, Luann. Thanks, but still don't tell anybody. Those dresses and jewelry are expensive, and so I need to keep my day job. And the polka music, well, that's quirky even for normal people. Well, you got me there. Okay, so don't you think if Luann embraced her glittery dresses, polka and hard rock, like, wouldn't that be the most fascinating combination? I think I would like to see that performance. I would, right? <laughs> Luann, come on. You're yeah. cool. You haven't got to ride motorcycles. Come on, girl. Yeah. So this one goes hand in hand with the last one. Yes. Berating right? uh, your performance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's about like beating yourself up pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is when we start saying things like, um, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't trust myself to make the right call or even worse. I'm not the right parent for what this child needs. Uh, it's so destructive, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Oh God, if that's mm-hmm. going on in your head, it's, Oh, I, I, that's the it's pain. So, it's so yucky. I, yeah. And I've even had the thought, it, this is hard to admit, it's painful, but that at some point my child 
will find out I'm a fraud, mm. right? Like that. I don't know what I'm doing. And, 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 you know, and the truth is, let me just, if I can take a little side note here, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really a side note. It has to do with this, but it's like, they probably will. Right. Cause we all <laughs> at some point realized, Oh, um, my parents don't know everything and they make mistakes like human beings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I've thought all those things before. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I have. Come on, yeah. you know. Right. And, and I bet like, you our listeners have probably thought those yeah. things too. Yeah. yeah. And and this this goes back to imposter syndrome. It's that feeling that of incompetence or lack of skill or intelligence or faking it. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I do want to, since you're being like so vulnerable, um, I'm going to be vulnerable and say that this beating yourself up stuff for me, it, if I don't catch it, it will lead to panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see how that can happen. I mean, it's, you know, it's like corrodes your sense of agency and all that Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's just so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it is. Um, Mm -hmm. And let's talk about anxiety and depression. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, it, it, it can lead to that and it can become part of your daily life. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, talking about that, I just wanted to say that for those of you experiencing that, um, I've talked with a lot of parents of autistic children on a book project that I've been working on. And each one of them is either on medication or has been on medication for depression and or anxiety. And I just want to say medication is not a bad thing. Um, I'm on it. Shani, would you like yeah. to share? Yeah. No, I don't want to share. No, I'm so embarrassed. No, absolutely. I embrace I embrace it. And I'm so grateful that there is actually something that helps, you know? Oh and so yes. I, I've actually, I've been off and on medication from before I've had kids, you know? Yep. And mm-hmm. I definitely, it's a, it's, it, it helps. It's a helper. I, mm-hmm. You do all the other things too, but medication can absolutely, it's not yep. one or the other. I think uh, do it all. Yeah, <laughs> if <you can. laughs> absolutely. If you can, you know? Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think that imposter syndrome has a lot to do with um, our depression and our anxiety. It's a big player. Mm-hmm. It leads mm-hmm. to this struggling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And most of us are learning as we go. Right. I mean, this is like, this is kind of the thing about parenting anyway. And so listen, y'all, uh, <laughs> you will fuck up. <laughs> so, right. Are we, we're talking about mindset. This goes back to mm-hmm. this mindset idea, right? Yeah. And we're going to talk a lot about that in our tools section. Um, it is a huge tool for yeah, the toolbox. Definitely. Definitely. Next Our guest is Todd. Todd is a prosecutor for Essex County in Idaho. Todd was educated in an Ivy League school, but in real life, he launders money for the mob. Cut! Uh, Stop the recording! I need to see the producer right now. Right now! Uh, What seems to be the problem? A lawyer who launders money? How is this scandalous? Everyone knows a lot of lawyers who do this. I mean, this isn't shocking, Jan. And a boob-flapping stay-at-home mom and a dorky musician? This is what we're calling quality entertainment? This isn't really shocking, Jan. Plus, nobody fucking cares. I'm still here, guys. Shut Shut up, Todd. Todd. Anyway, I'm out. Goddamn stupid. A lawyer who launders money? Haven't they seen Ozark? Come on! 
Okay, so overachieving. I am guilty. So mm-hmm. bad. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I am too. I don't know if it's the overachieving or the like idea that I have to be overachieving. I don't know that I'm overachieving. <laughs> you well, know what that's I mean? That's true. <laughs> Thank, yes. Yes. Right. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just hard to sit back and relax when your child has challenges not that i'm not saying regular <laughs> typical parenting is relaxing i don't mean that you know um but we you know also we're the type that want to help i don't know i'm that way too yeah 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 i'm a rescuer by nature yeah you got a problem i'm your gal i'm gonna research the hell out of it and come back to you with like 15 solutions mm-hmm. i'm the one chasing all the dropped balls that's just mm-hmm. my personality yeah. yeah. And I, I used to be that same way. I mean, I still think I am, but not to the that degree, because don't you find it exhausting? Oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really annoys the hell out of my kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he gives me those. Come on, mom. Leave me alone. I get those looks from him now all the time. He is a oh. preteen. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So it's like uh, it's like we do it to them too, to our kids, right? Like, yeah. We want to like so, fix everything. Yeah. Right. The, the drive sort of to, to, to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, <laughs> it adds to the already difficult nature of, of our lives. It's so hard. Yeah. But we don't have to be perfect, right? Uh, no. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it really ties very neatly into our next um, sign that you're experiencing this imposter syndrome, which is uh, setting challenges or unreachable goals and feeling disappointed when you fail. Yeah, we talked about um, this at length in our last episode about resolutions, right? Mm -hmm. Setting goals too high is a trap. We have this huge surge of dopamine. And then when we realize we can't really even tackle the first step, we land hard. It can make you feel worse than before you even set the goal. Yeah. Um, I've actually grown in this area. So uh, pat on my back. <laughs> but it's taken a lot of time and therapy and self-awareness to get out of the trend. Uh, but I still do it occasionally, mm-hmm. like uh, homeschooling during a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It, yeah. My plans for homeschooling during a pandemic, um, they were euphoric. you would have laughed your ass off if i'd have shown you but you know of course that didn't happen but you know what i did instead i kind of let him guide me and help us find our rhythm and you know i had to trash the initial plan and it was it was great we learned like there was a flood uh in our front main ditch Uh, we investigated and we followed it upstream and found the water source. And I was like, science check. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. And by the way, I I would not have laughed at you if you would have showed me your plan. (laughs) I would have probably felt very imposter (laughs) syndrome-y. You know, no, I have. And I think I've done the same, like, especially in the, in the pandemic, that beginning part of it. Right. I I had Mm -hmm. the, I had those same plans, although I went into it very 
uh, flexibly, let's say, right. Mm -hmm. I had the Pinterest mom ideas and, and all of that, but I knew my limits. And I also knew like, this is a very different time to be learning and trying to do school. So I really didn't, um, expect much of my kids or myself. And, but, and I, I let it go. I did. I think I did a great job of that. So we wouldn't all be going crazy, but I have to say there was that part of me, there was that voice in my head that was like, well, but shouldn't you be pushing them harder? Shouldn't you be doing more? Shouldn't you be taking away their devices after five hours of screen time? (laughs) Now, please tell me that she woke up in the middle of the night, like, oh shit, my child is, my child isn't getting educated. Please don't tell me you had those moments. You know, I don't know that it was in the middle of the night, but I had those passing thoughts for sure. Mm. But I also kept things in perspective that like nobody else is kids. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you were already homeschooling. I have to say there are people who were homeschooling before this thing happened, of course. Right. Oh, I've got a friend that does it and she's like a boss. Okay. Well, then that's, I, I really think that's different. You know, pandemic parenting is not the same. So no, 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 no. But, uh, so I'm really curious about how our mind and why we go into these imposter syndrome thought patterns, why that happens in the first place. And I'm also curious if it has any kind of benefit to life. Hmm. Interesting. Let's Mm -hmm. see. Undiscovered worlds. Exploring the final frontier. The brain. The brain. The brain. The brain. Okay, so this imposter syndrome thing, it's it is a thing. And let's start with um, does it have a benefit? Well, okay, so I think we want to talk about this negativity bias that we mentioned earlier, right? It's like this. The sense that if you can look out on the horizon and identify all the pitfalls, all the threats that you will keep yourself and your children safe. Right. Uh So you sort of look at like you look out there and you look inside, like what, what could I be possibly be doing wrong? And maybe it's this it's a misguided attempt to sort of keep everyone safe by doing it right. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do you think, does yeah. that sound yeah. right? I, to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I totally looked out into oh. the horizon or, or looked, you know, I find myself just kind of looking all the time for possible. There, yes. Right. Hazards. Yeah. What could, what could go wrong? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think we kind of have to with our kids. Uh-huh. Also, I mean, parenting is a freaking huge responsibility. Yeah. So, you know, right? We do have to keep these kids alive, you right? You have to keep them alive. Um, that is the hardest thing in this world. Keep another human being alive. And then you got to educate them. Well, and if you have kids, so my son has complex needs, right? If he sure. has seizures and different things. And so it's like, of course, you're going to be a little bit more on high alert when your mm-hmm. child has some other needs that you are not necessarily familiar with. They may not even have signs. You don't know exactly what they're communicating or what's going on. Like, Uh, Okay. Yes. That's a huge responsibility. Oh, that's a huge trigger for me that we will talk about on another episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure. That is, that is extremely challenging. Um, And so, yeah, we are constantly looking out. Uh, Mine is uh, my son doesn't really have an, 
awareness of his surroundings. He does, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. If yeah. he decides to take off, oh, yeah. he's kind of paying attention, but he's kind of not. So I have to make sure that the places that like his little lanes that he likes to run in in the house, I have to make sure everything is where it's supposed to be at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or right. you know, if anything's out of place, then we could have a, a crash, yeah. a crash landing. Um, yeah. But yeah, negativity I, bias is, is yeah. definitely a huge part of this. And yeah. I think what makes this even harder is when you lean ter- toward perfectionism. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've said before, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I don't know mm-hmm. if I said it on the podcast or just to you or to myself or whatever, but <laughs> definitely, I mean, I've come so far from this, like, um, you know, but I think that makes it worse and harder to deal with if you're, if you lean towards perfectionism, right? Mm-hmm. Because parenting in and of itself, you just can't, you're just not going to be perfect and you shouldn't be. Right. right. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, that can, that can exacerbate um, any of that impostery kind of yeah. those beliefs. And perfectionism is such a, it's a, it's a devil. I mean, it really is because we do want to do our best. I mean, come on, right. who doesn't want to do their best by their kids? Right. You want to do right, their, right by their kids, by with anything. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah. With anything yeah. and, and, right. and your kids, too. Um, yeah. And then no, I w- I'd like to be mediocre. I want to just I just want to get by. See, that goes back to that mindset we're going to talk about in the toolbox. That is a great <laughs> mindset. It no, is. It oh is. God. it is. No, okay. I'm just kidding though. You're teaching no. us terrible things. Exactly. No, <laughs> strive for mediocrity and you'll be fine. No, no I, I think, mean, but you know, it goes back to those goals. Yeah. You know, don't set yeah. perfectionism right. exact. is that goal. Well, true. Right. Right. So, so yeah. yeah, in some ways, but that doesn't mean it's mediocre is what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> I, I actually, you know, I will, I will say at this point in my life, I'm a huge fan of just good enough, good enough parenting, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that means that you're accepting your child for who they are. You accept that they are a person outside of you in your control. You can oh, still be their guide. You love them with everything. You keep them safe, but ultimately you want them to make their own decisions and have their own mind and have their own opinions. This is a good thing. And that's a hard, that is a hard jump. I think, I'm not sure if we're still on point here, but I I loved what you said is that our child is outside of us and not always under our control because as a parent of an autistic child, we are constantly having to checks and balances, checks and balances, checks and balances. And it's hard to separate yourself from that. Right. Well, it goes back to what you're talking about with like the looks that you get in public. Right. I mean, yes, this yes. and part of it, it's like, I'm not going to sometimes he's rolling around or making funny noises he, because that's him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yes. like, part of it is just it. He likes to do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. But you so. can feel like an imposter. Oh, my God. I am a horrible parent because I did not remember to move that box from Amazon out of the lane where he runs and he fell and it's my fault and I'm a terrible parent. And then you start spiraling. Yeah. I I mean, that is that imposter syndrome spiral. Well, and I will say what contributes to that on top of everything else is your background, like where you came from, you know, what, what was your home, what was your home environment? Like, did you have highly critical parents with someone in your life? 
critical of every little step you you took. And by the way, loving parents, just because your parents were, were loving and wonderful, it doesn't also mean that they weren't critical. And right. for a lot of us, we internalize that voice. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's like, you know, I got to keep myself in check. Don't get lazy. You know, <laughs> chop, chop. Uh. <laughs> got to remember exactly. everything, everything, remember everything. And we didn't put this in our notes, but uh, I do need to tip my hat at mental load here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. And, like having, uh, go ahead. Say more about that. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, having all of this in your mind that you do have to check and check and check mm, and check and check. Right. You're, I mean, you're going to fail. You're going to yeah. forget the Amazon box yeah. and there may be a crash. Did I tell you about the day that I went to pick up the kids from school, but they were actually supposed to take the bus? <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, no, I sent the whole school into a tizzy because they were like, oh, my God. What? And they're on their walkie talkies. And, and it's like, yeah, that's an example of like, I'm not I can't keep on top of everything all no, the time. No, no. And I kind of got a smackdown for not uh, remembering um, to put my son's iPad in his backpack. Mm, yeah. And it was his first full week back to school. And let me tell you, girl, that morning, those mornings were hell on earth. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he got to school was nothing short of a miracle. And so Mm -hmm. the iPad. Yeah, that wasn't even that wasn't even on my plate. Just getting him to school. Right. Sometimes it's about just uh, we just got to get through the day. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we're not imposters. We're just freaking tired and we're doing our best. (laughs) Absolutely. Mental load Uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go into our tools section and see if we can help ourselves out. I got your tools for the toolbox. You need a wrench and you need a hammer and you need a screwdriver. All right. So, you know, I think we touched on some of this in the psychology section, but um, Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one one of the big tools that works for me, I've had a lot of practice at this, been doing it for a little while, catching the thought before it goes out of control, catching it midstream. Yes. I suck as a parent. Wait a minute. Uh-huh. No, I don't freaking suck as a parent. Right. Is that saying like even saying something like, is that really true? So that will help lead to letting go of the perfectionism. Right. When we question those thoughts, when we catch them, when we name it, when we say, oh, this is me being trying to be perfect, trying to be, uh, you know, what? I don't know. Do everything right. Mm-hmm. Get it all done. Um, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think imposter syndrome thrives in all or nothing thinking like. I have to be on top of everything. Mm. Right? That's not that's not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's OK that you're not because it's not possible. You know, I think if you make a mistake here and there, though, I think it's expected. I think <sighs> that some people expect by it. Who? Autumn, <laughs> <by> who? <laughs> I think that we expect it from ourselves. Wait, that's true. For sure. For, and um, I'm just being funny because I know, I know yeah. culturally. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm sure when I drove off after getting my kids, <laughs> out of letting so the bus awesome. take them, that I had a lot of looks and thoughts and judgment, like, what? what's up with her? Drinking too much, mom? No. <laughs> Um, it's one o'clock time to get the kids (laughs) (laughs) god anyway right yeah so so, yeah catching that midstream and and saying okay this is imposter syndrome 
Okay, yes. I know what this is. So, yeah. and, and I think that to your mindset, we talked about that, and I think we need to talk a little bit more about that. But um, yes, yeah. I one of the things that we were talking about before the episode was about like letting your kids see you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's okay to make mistakes and then repair if you if you've made the mistake with them, repair it. It's okay, like that gives them the message that you're human. They're allowed to make mistakes because that's human. And look, if mommy did it, you know, it's okay. And you can repair with people. And that's the, that's the thing. That's the right thing to do. It's like taking responsibility, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, you know, I made a mistake. I was having a bad day or I should, you know, like next time I'll take a break, I'll do some breathing. I almost said I should, but then I hate that word. So I stopped yeah. myself. <laughs> you got you got a thing with that word. Or uh, you know, mommy was hangry. I told you the story about yeah, that. Absolutely right. I don't know if I want to I, I don't think I want to be that vulnerable, but um it has to do with me being in a fast food line and having to get out of the fast food line and not being a spectacular parent. <laughs> kind of yeah. thing and getting We've home. We've all been there. We have all home, been, right? <laughs> eating yeah. and then like, oh hell. Come here, baby. <laughs> Mommy messed up. You know, I'm sorry. And you know what he said? He mm-hmm. said, it's okay, Mommy. You were hangry. Oh. He said that. And I was like. At, well, that's okay. That's a beautiful example of like, yeah. obviously, you guys have talked about what that means. Yeah. Right. And yeah. what happens. And mm-hmm. so he identified it. And do you see that in some ways that like enhances your bond? I agree. Right? When you can talk things out and, um, you know, after the fact, right? Like we don't want to do it when we're in the heat of the moment or try to force ourselves before we're calm. Right. It's also like, let your kids see you getting calm, taking a break, deep breathing. Mm-hmm. I do that. I'll, sometimes I'll narrate. And again, it took me a while to get to this place. It's still very hard, but sometimes I'll narrate like, okay, I need to go take a break. Uh, a, a break. I'm breathing. I'm doing my breathing to get myself calm. And I let them see my, me struggle through that because I know that that will mean that eventually they can sort of do that for themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Rather than trying to like, keep it all in or pretend like everything is fine until it blows up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I do want to say this too, because I don't want people to kind of fall into imposter syndrome by listening to how fucking awesome we are at doing this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So no, no, that is not how it always happens, but I would say we, we have had a lot of practice. Yeah. And I have not, I have, and and I imposter syndrome on my past self saying, why did not I, Oh Oh my God. God. Right. It's like bringing up shit from five years ago. And I'm like, well, five years ago, I didn't have the tools I have today. That's right. And that's exactly one of the tools, right? Is to even catch yourself doing that, right? Yes. Yes. Catching it in midstream saying, "Uh, let me stop this right away. You know, right now I have learned so much. Things are just, you know, I'm just... living my life like (laughs) relax it's okay you know anyway so and so I think we need to talk about the elephant in the room when it comes to imposter syndrome and that would be social media right yeah no I think so we know I think most of you and we know this right when we really talk about it that like when you see those perfect moments that are captured in social media part of your brain knows 
this is not real. Mm-hmm. But then another part will say, God, they're so perfect. Like, look at how easily they move through life. They always seem to be doing X, Y, Z. Like, okay, right. That's not real. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. we, we all, we have, what did it take to get them to sit there and take the family photo? Right. Like what did we, you know, we, and I think a lot more people are coming now are coming clean about that stuff and that's great. Right. But it's yeah. still, we see these glossy images of these perfect people and it's like, uh, yeah. yeah. So if, so if you can reducing social media intake is good, but also if you are, scrolling and you find yourself starting to think, my God, look at that. You know, their kids are so, or she's so lucky or she's so, it must be such an amazing mom. Catch yourself and say, mm-hmm. remember, remember, this is the best moment of their day of their life of the, yeah. that is not the rest of the life. Yeah. This <laughs> right? is the airbrushed version. Uh, exactly. This is the Photoshopped version. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of, I don't, I don't really want to share my shit on, Facebook or Instagram. I want to share my good moments. I don't, I, you know, I, yeah. I mean, and so other people are thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Right. I, it's a whole, I mean, should we do it? Should we do a podcast about that? Social media and parenting and, and autism. I and, don't know. Audience, you tell us. Okay. Do sounds good. Us, we'll do you, you want us to do yeah. it? We will do it. Yeah. All right. Well, so that's good segue to the last tool, which is find your community. Oh my goodness. Right? It's like always a tool, isn't it? Yes. yes. Every time I say tool, I think of like the negative connotations of tool, by the way, it's like my brain goes there. <laughs> such a tool. You're such a tool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, anyway. in this case, I, it's, I mean, it's so you need to get it. No, something that was, more important than our podcast. <laughs> no, it was my stupid alarm. Oh, oh okay. my god! We're Telling done. me that, that I need to done. stop being ADHD and do some shit that I was supposed to do, and I forgot to turn it off because I'm ADHD. Anyway, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's what you're going to get on this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah so home. no, I mean, I think that's really it, right? It's like yeah. finding the people who get you that you can, where you can be mostly yourself, where you mm-hmm. can be imperfect and they're going to embrace that. I, mm-hmm. that has been invaluable to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I love the people that I can show up at their house and, and like not, well, I'm not wear, wearing a stitch of makeup now, but I, you know, I can just show up and, you know, having a bad day and they're like, well, come on, I got some cookies and coffee. Yeah. You know? That it doesn't even matter that it doesn't, it doesn't even like they are not going to care because that's not I mean, we have yeah. so many, you know, other things going on in life. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, with those tools, we also need to add that while you're doing all that, you need to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> meditate your way through life and all will be well. <laughs> OK, so. um Recap time. All right, let's go into the recap. It's time to review your notes for the pop quiz or life. Okay, let's summarize our imposter syndrome podcast. Shani, let's start us, start us off on our uh, signs that you may be experiencing imposter syndrome. Yeah. So the first thing that we talked about was our inability to real, realistically assess 
our skills, right? Mm-hmm. To, right? And I think you said it beautifully when your therapist at that point was saying to you, you know, this child, I think right. that's just a great way to kind of encapsulate it. Yeah. So um, the second thing is uh, taking the credit or blame for your child's behavior. That's, you know, when you're out in public and Mm -hmm. or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody is saying, oh, you're such a great parent or, oh, my God, look at them, you know, Mm -hmm. and and then the thought comes up. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it go went very nicely with uh, berating your performance or the mm-hmm. self-doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when we <laughs> <laughs> talked about basically that horrible internal dialogue. Right. The, oh, yeah. with the thoughts, the destructive thoughts that go on in there. Yeah. At beating yourself up. Exactly. Yeah. So. And then um, overachieving, you know, just try and stay on top of every freaking thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, um, that kind of led to our talk about perfectionism and how we can't do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one was, we talked about setting challenging or unreachable goals and feeling disappointed when you fail. Mm -hmm. And I will say that sets you up to fail as a parent. If you're setting yourself up, like even if there are these parenting goals you want to do, but also we didn't really talk about this and this may be a whole other podcast. Um, Uh these goals for your child, Mm -hmm. right? I I think our kids on the spectrum, uh, they constantly have goals set for them. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know Mm -hmm. about your kids, my child for sure. Right. You say IEP. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And then we go, we went into, you know, why does this happen in our mind? The psychology behind this. And, um, you know, we talked about um, negativity bias and Mm -hmm. how it is beneficial. We do need to make sure that our child's not going to run out in front of a bus. Uh, Exactly. Right. Keep them safe. Yeah. Right. But to, to a degree, right. It's when that, the, the next thing was that perfectionism can really fuel some of the imposter syndrome. Right. So we talked mm-hmm. about how that plays into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And having that internal voice, if you had uh, critical parents or educators or someone in your life right. that was important to you. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yelling at you. So yeah, that's the psychology of why this happens and why you fall down into the imposter syndrome hole. Right. Right. And then, and then also it can be very subtle, by the way, the critical, like it doesn't have to be even yelling. It can also just be fussing, you know, like mm-hmm. a parent fussing at you. Anyway, so tools, um, tools, which I just had a moment of triggered into imposter syndrome because I'm like, oh, my God, I fuss at my child. Oh, well, I must be a terrible parent. Come on. But that's what we, we all do. Right. Isn't that crazy? You caught it. How about that? You caught it. I caught it. Which goes to our first tool in the toolbox, (laughs) which is catching the thought mainstream, midstream, right? Exactly. So, right. And it's about the mindset. It's sort of this idea that you're going to do things in a different way, which would be letting go of perfectionism, letting them see you make a mistake, uh, repairing with them if there was uh, some sort of, um, you know, conflict or issue that mm-hmm. came up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And having the mindset of failure is uh, more important than success if you do it well mm-hmm. and you learn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's all it's also maybe we even need to like go beyond that and not look at it as failures or successes. It's like just the ups and downs of life, you mm-hmm. know? 
Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And then there's the reducing social media. Right. Or mm-hmm. changing your mindset around social media. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So we gave you a couple of different ways to do that. And then lastly was uh that was the community right (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) okay so yeah finding people who get you and embrace you for who you are and they celelebrate life with you and just are there with you exactly so yeah okay is that it that's it we will see you next time bye bye see you on the flip side Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and tell your friends. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if all this is too much to remember because you're busy treading water, check out our website at www.thriveunderwater.com. We have links to our shows, social media, blogs, resources. You can sign up for our newsletter and support our podcast. Thanks again and keep on thriving. Keep on thriving.